And now here's more copper in use in South Australia to combat the invasion of slime. Here's our saviour, Professor Sophie Letaume at Flinders in Adelaide. Oh, I guess unfortunately there is slime everywhere and a lot of it. You've probably experienced that if you don't do your dishes diligently at home, really quickly you will have a layer of slime developing on the plates. Made from what? Bacteria, but also anything else that floats in the water. Whatever is in the water is quite sticky, so it will just stick to any surface you put in water. And is it made also by the microalgae? Definitely. You have some species of microalgae like diatoms who are going to attach to surfaces and can actually glide on them just like snails. Now, I was surprised to learn that that is a problem with vessels travelling for long distances through the oceans, through the seas, and they get covered in it. Why is that a problem? Why don't they just wash off? Once uh, those organisms attach on a, a surface in the water, it's actually very hard to remove. But also, when those vessels are traveling around the world, they might transport with them whatever is attaching on their sides. And because of that, they might transport species to places that we don't want them to be. I see. So you're carrying different species to different places, and so you're transferring them all over the world, in fact. Exactly. So you could transfer mussels from Brittany in France to here in South Australia. and you might... I'd love that. <laughs> moule. Moule mariniere. You might not want them here. They might not be as tasty as the one you are growing here in South Australia. Makes sense, yes. So you are working with the people who've got boats, and paints and such like? Yes. Yeah, so basically anything you put in seawater. So it could be companies who are manufacturing vessels, boats, uh, but also petroleum platforms, um, fishing industry, aquaculture industry, to try to assist them with things that might attach to their structures. And how do you keep the slime away well, you need to find a good chemist, someone who is going to develop good paint that is going to, first of all, not pollute the environment, but also protect the surfaces from anything attaching on them. Is that hard to do those two things at once? Finding a good chemist, or definitely. You're talking to a biologist here. Um, no, I think it's a really good combination, and there is so much good work out there in developing new polymers, new surfaces that can be better used for protecting surfaces that are going underwater. I see. So where does copper come into this? Because I would have thought that if they make vessels with copper in them, that's quite expensive. Yes, I guess uh, what is expensive is the manufacturing of the paint, which are based with copper. So by essence, if you add copper to a paint, it will increase uh, the antimicrobial property of that paint and then stop from having a lot of attachment of organisms on those surfaces. The only problem with the use of copper is that you can imagine if you are in a harbour and all the vessels are covered with copper, you will have copper leaching in the water and that can be a very bad source of pollution. What's it do wrong? It will impact on the life of the organisms present in those harbours, in their life cycle, and also might provoke an imbalance of the microorganisms in that water. So to protect the surface of the vessel, you're actually ruining the surrounding environment. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why governments around the world are trying to promote the development of better paint and also putting in legislation that are limiting the use of copper on certain paint and in a certain amount. 
Yeah. I still think that using copper is so expensive that they would be restricted anyway. I guess by historically, uh, that has been the choice because we know that it's very efficient. So it's only a small amount of copper will be put in the paint, but still those paints are very expensive to apply. Yeah, it reminds me to some extent of people who wear copper jewellery, especially around their wrists, which keep away various pests. Yeah, I guess that's where it's coming from. Historically, it's the same as using copper on handle of hospitals to make sure that you limit the transfer of pathogens. So that's why on the handles of doors? I I believe so, yes. And what about copper cutlery? (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe it means that it doesn't matter if you don't do your dishes. Quite interesting. So what are you doing with your research at the moment? I'm developing an ARC training centre for biofilm research and innovation. I've been lucky enough with my team of collaborators to get some large funding from the ARC to develop this training centre and work with industry partners to improve the control of fouling on marine platforms, but also in water services and distribution of water, like in aged care and hospitals. So you're teaching them how to do it? I try, yes. And presumably, if they have a great number of wind turbines and such like, the more structures like that, the more they'll need your services. Indeed, I think that will be the case because people will want to develop materials for those new structures that will not be fouled and won't require to be cleaned regularly. And what about on land? Is your work applicable in the house, for example? In a house, I I can say many things about the state of a sink when you are not at home for a while or of a fish tank that has not been cleaned and it gets covered with green slime. I think it is actually applicable to most of our day-to-day activity, just like brushing your teeth. There is actually a lot of biofilm attaching to your teeth every time you eat something or drink That's why I'm wearing a mask. (laughs) Oh, now I understand. (laughs) No, I guess it's, yeah, in a sense, biofilms are everywhere. And it's why it's so important to better understand how they function, but also how we can control them to limit their impact. Professor Sophie Leterme from northern France is at Flinders University in Adelaide.